You know, the exciting part is that we now move a billion dollars a day. And now, your podcast hosts, Andre and Christian. Welcome to Connecting for Future, the podcast where we discuss the ways in which we can build a better tomorrow. I'm your host, Christian Kösling, and with me is my co-host, Andre Brusia. Today, we are honored to have Shamel Yusuf, the CEO of Vodacom Group. Shamel, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Andre, and thanks for having me on the show. Let's start with the role of technology. In building a better future in Africa and the entire world, purpose is central to everything that you do. How are you bringing that to life amid the various challenges and opportunities in the various markets where you operate? I think a big part for us is, is really been uh, the purpose of connecting people. It's how the company was born. Um, it's also the reason why, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Vodacom actually created prepaid for the world. So um, essentially, it was born out of the need to make sure that every one of our customers uh, uh, could, could, have access, uh, could have access to a mobile phone. Uh, and that's why we created prepaid. So in that same spirit, what we're trying to achieve today is to, is to make sure that we can get everybody um, connected and that we can drive uh, digital inclusion because we think, you know, uh, access to telecommunications is found that, you know, um, uh, every 10% penetration has a 2.5% uplift in GDP. So that's quite a big, a big, big part for us. Um, and it brings people into the internet and that also harnesses a full list of new opportunities. But also technology is being used for all kinds of things and the platforms that we're creating has been quite exciting in that, in that regard, from the fintech platforms uh, in, 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 in mobile money uh, to the super apps, to our uh, farming platforms and, uh, you know, my, my connected farmer and my farm web, um, to our, you know, our mezzanine platform that was used for uh, the entire COVID. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's bringing people that were excluded back in. So, uh, so example, in our connected farmers, it's giving us the ability to, uh, to allow those farmers to have access to financing, to have access to markets, to take out the middlemen and to create uh, more, uh, firstly, more success for them, but also um, improve uh, uh, food security uh, on the continent. Uh, so like that, there's an, and the same with IoT, the, the different platforms that we're delivering and, and the real-life problems that, it, that, that it's solving, I think it's quite encouraging of how tech can be used for good, but also how we, uh, we are utilizing it uh, to deliver uh, our purpose of connecting for a better future. You managed a lot of innovations now, Shamil. So, so how, how do you tackle innovations? Where, where do the ideas come from and, and how do you bring these to life? Uh, it, it actually starts with, we created a very, very cool concept, which is a hackathon uh, uh, concept. And it's okay. actually, it's, it's a lot of fun, but also drives this um, very passionately and drives this engagement from the staff as well. So what we do is we have local hackathons and then we have a, a across all the markets, a big hackathon where, where essentially, um, you know, the, um, you come up with different ideas and uh, it's a competition and so on. But, you know, um, you come there'd be sleeping bags and you still, you've got uh, 24 hours of what, uh, to come up with the ideas and so on. And then you create the different ideas and then you present it to uh, almost like a, a, a shark tank type uh, scenario. And, and then the best ones get chosen and get funded. Um, and so, but that creates a lot of excitement. And I must tell you, it's amazing the amount of ideas that come and from, from where it comes because of people's previous experiences 
uh, and so on in real life parts that they bring through to uh, uh, to Bay. Um, and it's everything. So I mean, the one to give an example is a drone management system that that we're looking at. Uh, another one is the use of big data to uh, to curb crime. Uh, and so you know, various different platforms that can be used uh, for 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 various uh, for various reasons. Can, can you talk a little bit more about Shamal, about the, the fintech you talked about because this is really exciting from my point of view. And also, it's it's very special because it it's it's really a differentiator. If if you um, look at Europe and Africa, we we always kind of look at it and say, "Wow, this is really a big piece of business there." It is, and it's become. I mean, we now have seventy three million financial service customers across the continent. We have 185 million customers, but 73 million are using a financial service. And this is talks to our purpose of buying financial and digital inclusion. But you know, the exciting part is that we now move a billion dollars a day uh, through our oh. platforms. Um, and, and it's just hugely exciting. That's everything from person-to-person -person payments to lending. We now introduced investments, so you can uh, invest as little as a dollar, uh, as an example. But you can also lend as little as a dollar. So this whole concept of nano lending has also become um, become really, really powerful. So that's on the one side. And then now we've gone into the super app part, and we've partnered with Alipay in, in that in that regard. Um, we introduced the Alipay app in South Africa. We're introducing it into Egypt, and we've put elements of the Alipay app on top of the Pay stuff. And what it's doing is it's creating marketplaces. So so we like a mini Amazon. Uh, and uh, of Africa or in the markets that we're operating, and that's that's hugely exciting. But the amount of opportunities that it gives to merchants, small merchants who can now sell their products beyond the geographical areas because they can now come onto the platform, even for big uh, retailers, the likes of Walmart and so on, uh, are, are, are on the are on the platform. But the idea is that you can do everything from the app: pay, shop, lend, save, invest. Uh, everything from your, um, you know, your morning jump class to your uh, coffee uh, to 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 buying food to groceries, everything happens to your transport. Everything happens from a single app. So, so that's been quite exciting. But on the other side, we've also built the merchant part. So we have our own point of sale devices, but we also have the base of tools. Uh, and we have now over seven hundred thousand merchants that are using uh, using our platforms um, as well. But they can lend from that platform. So if you're a street vendor, you can get a, you know, um, and, and uh, I used to be a street vendor, so I really appreciate this. Uh, and so you'd buy that product, uh, and so you'd have, if it's $100, you've got $100, you know, buy apples, and for example, sell it and then pay back the loan. So that becomes really empowering um, uh, in, in, in that respect. Um, and uh, so, yeah, quite very, very exciting in terms of driving uh, financial um, inclusion and the changes that it's making to economies because of that digitization factor, uh, both in the empowering part, but 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 also uh, just um, uh, giving people the ability to 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 uh, to invest. Um, and so, I mean, if you look at um, uh, some some markets in Africa, it's more digital than Europe. Uh, you know, if you if you look at financial services, so that's actually quite um, quite encouraging. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to ask because in Europe, sometimes we have kind of a resistance to, to using new technology due to 
data privacy issues and so on. So is, is there anything similar in Africa or, or do you guys always see the chances of, of technology and, and, and uh, try it out and then see how it goes? Yeah, I think, you know, the, um, the first thing, I mean, you're talking about a banked environment versus an environment that is not, not as banked. Uh, right. South Africa, of course, being more banked, but I think there's opportunities in both. And so um, the approach we're taking is saying, how, how do we get these excluded segments to really be, take part of it? Um, and so that becomes really encouraging because, and, and also so, so solving real life problems, right? Like for instance, you're gonna fertilize the subsidy. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you make sure that it reaches the intended recipient? And we use our platforms to be able to do that, to make sure they can be, that you get the voucher and you can actually utilize the voucher. So I think, you know, it's, um, that there's those type of things that it's, it's really, really solving for. Uh, but it's also this um, mentality of, of constantly creating new ideas and new opportunities. And because we're opening up the platforms more, um, it's, um, it's really, you're getting thousands of people starting to develop products uh, onto the platform. And I think that, that becomes very, very exciting. So, yeah, I think it's, it's looking at the circumstances you find yourself in and then creating opportunities like that. Like buy now, pay later products. So either or now we're even doing vouchering. So for example, in the UK, you have Nando's. So we now have Nando's, um, you know, where you can you can you can eat the burger now and pay later. So we call it now eat now, pay later. So these type of things are unlocking new opportunities uh, for customers. Um, and sometimes it's just for convenience, but uh, um, other times it also helps you to to be able to buy like your paycheck comes on a Friday but you need to buy food earlier on. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and funny enough, the repayment cycles are very, very low or the bad debt ratios are very, very low because people at the bottom of the pyramid are so dependent on these services that they can't afford to not have them at their, uh, at their fingertips. Oh, interesting. I must admit, Jamil, I'm also a big fan of fintech, right? So, and I see, I was reading an article about your growth story. So you actually want, by 2025, you want to have 75 million customers just for fintech, right? So how do you want to achieve with those opportunities you just described? Or would it be, you got like more? Yeah, so actually, to be honest, we had 73 already, Christian. Okay. So the target <laughs> is already uh, in the bag, so to speak. But um, I think the big part for us now is to move that. So that would be, 80, 85 million customers. We want to get to 100 million customers. So I think that's going to be really um, important. I think looking at um, also like real, like saying I'm creating savings cultures. In most markets, people don't have that, that savings culture. So we see that as another big wave that, that will come. But it's this constant innovation that's happening, not just from, from us, but through the partners. Because you've created the right platforms for people to be able to do it, They can innovate and bring those ideas uh, onto, onto the platforms as well. Let's talk about employees, Shamil. Um, I know that Vodacom has been named a top employer for, for several years now. Um, how, how did you achieve that? I mean, you, you have been in this role like forever in, in, in enterprise terms, right? When, when I looked up your, your CV, I was uh, amazed about your track record, actually. So how did you achieve this this standing, and and how do you um, yeah um, want to stay on top of that top employer piece? Yeah, I think I think the big part for for us has been creating a culture where people you know are excited to come to work, they're passionate about the company, 
Um, I think so. Another thing, a number of things fit in, right? Um, it's that feeling of purpose, and that you're actually being part of something bigger, where you're in, you're actually making a meaningful difference, um, um, you know, to uh, to society. It's why I come to work. It's what excites me to get up in the morning, uh, even 29 years later. Uh, you know, uh, that's how long I've been at uh, Vodacom, Vodafone. But, you know, I, it's it's still exciting. It's still passionate about uh, about what we're doing. That, that's the one side. But also creating a culture for employees where, um, firstly, um, you, you're attracting top talent, but you're also using the opportunity to develop people. So, you know, you have to continuously raise the bar on the caliber of, uh, uh, of staff. So we put a big focus on, on upskilling. And making sure you've got the requisite skill uh, skill development. So that's just one element. But I think also the different uh, uh, different things that we've done is both Vodacom and Vodacom, and how we've integrated that into into what we do, from the learning development to the you know uh, the uh, work from home to the uh, you know um, uh, uh, or in our case working you know two days from home, three days in the office. So that flexible, uh, flexible working um, to to what you do for staff in terms of benefits and and, um, and and creating the right environment that is that is exciting to to work in, you know. So um, everything from sports days to you know uh, now the spirit days to you know um, or, or learning days to you know just just uh, creating a nice um, environment in which um, to to work, but also. Working with our consultative committees to understand what's top of mind on uh, on our staff, and then being able to resolve those uh, uh, those issues, I think has been, you know, been really important. That's really impressive, Shami. It's no wonder that getting them to. Sorry, go ahead. I was saying also, like we also have volunteering schemes, and as we do a lot on purpose, we do a lot from the foundation. You also have the opportunity to take part in that. So we have a volunteering scheme, and if you come with good ideas, we'll also help you uh, to fund that, whether it's painting a classroom or giving lessons and so on. Um, and that, that becomes really exciting. So I think being part of something um, where you're contributing to society, but also where you can see the difference, I think is really important. It's no wonder that Vodacom have achieved top employer status by the Top Employee Institute for 2023. Now, we also want to congratulate you on being named the 2023 Telcoms CEO of the Year. What does this award mean to you and to Vodacom? Uh, to be honest with you, I see it more as a, um, a team award and, um, and you know, um, a nice, a nice uh, accolade for, for the team in terms of the work that we're doing, uh, the, the difference that we're making in society. Um, and, um, and, you know, we've seen that coming through in our reputation uh, surveys and so on. Um, and, 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 you know, like during COVID, we, we, we stepped up in every country and we helped. I mean, in South Africa, the entire COVID, uh, the whole platform end-to-end -end, uh, of managing of the vaccines and stuff was done by us and to our platforms. So, you know, those, those type of things are giving out workers phones for, for, for uh, during the crisis and so on. And now also trying to help to resolve some of the energy problems and so on. So I think it's about stepping up as a corporate. It's, you know, and trying to help to make a difference. So, yeah, the award is, um, is, um, is, is really a nice um, um, accolade to reflect on, 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 the, on, on the work that we've been doing as a company.
Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Just like, look, we, we, we've been in sales since ever, right? So like also now 15 years with Vodafone. But I have also saw an article where somebody was saying that you actually also started your role basically in school age when you started to sell ships, right? Within school. So you were always, so you didn't got your job by somebody just giving it to you. So you always had to go the extra mile. And this is, I, I guess this is also something where you, Get where people are bringing like a smile on the face, right? So they want to work for Vodacom. You are a great leader, right? By doing so much stuff since so many years, you must do something correct. That's really awesome. Thank you. What? So let's talk about the, the connectivity piece a little bit. I mean, we do in Germany, for example, we do still have some spots where there's no decent mobile connectivity. But if I compare that to Africa, I mean, first time I went to... Um, Cape Town, like 15 years back, I, I was really amazed. I was on the plane. I was seeing Africa, how long it took to, to cross Africa to reach South Africa, right? So it's just a continent. So how, how do you guys uh, try to reach every point of, of, uh, of the continent with uh, mobile connectivity? I think what we've done is, you know, looking at our purpose uh, and, and connecting, connecting people is fundamentally what we do. So What we decided to do is, I call it reimagining the problem. So, you know, the, the problem in telcos is we talk a lot about rural coverage. Um, and uh, let's be honest, there's always a shortage of budget, right? Because you're going to deal with the diversity um, and, uh, and be able to keep your current customers happy. And that's, that absorbs a lot of your, 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 your capex. So how then do we reimagine the problem? So what we've done is we've created and are busy creating JVs in our different markets where we specifically focus on rural coverage. Um, and essentially, um, what we'll do is, through a revenue share mechanism, actually share with the, with the partner that we're partnering with, um, that we can actually hold out the rural coverage. So they put it, we put in a loan, and the loan is paid back through a, through a, um, a, a revenue share. So it's reimagining the problem and actually doing something about that rural coverage. So that's a big part for us to deliver this year. And that's a big focus area uh, uh, for us. But, you know, it's, it's, it's finding solutions to it. The same thing with fiber. We've now created um, a, a, a joint venture, fiber codes that will roll out into different countries. And the reason for that is because we don't have all the capex to do everything that we want to do. But we have the opportunities. So then how do we fund it and achieve our purpose in the process? And that's, um, you know, um, Uh, you know, quite quite exciting, uh, quite exciting for us going forward, and will also give us exposure. I say, look, it's not a better to own fifty percent of something big than hundred percent of nothing. Yeah, interesting. As Andre, you already mentioned, right? Billions of people across the planet are still not connected, and this is a huge problem. It requires transformation, innovations, new infrastructure. Um, only ten percent of the surface of the planet has mobile broadband or connectivity. With companies, we utilize the low Earth orbit, so-called LEO satellite services, to bridge gaps within networks. Can you share information about your plans and when we could see space-based connectivity with Vodacom? So I think I think the first part is 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 of course this rural coverage. The second part is is um, partnering with the uh, new Neo satellite providers. So basically, we're partnering with AST. We do a pilot in uh, in Kenya uh, in the coming months uh, to start testing the uh, uh, the service and make sure that it works. And, and quite exciting with AST because it talks to the mobile phone, so you don't need a different device. 
So I think that's going to be quite exciting. And I think that coupling of those two uh, become, become really important. Our modus operandi is always being, let's, let's be at the forefront of these new technologies. Sometimes, to be honest with you, it doesn't work, right? So um, an example with Loon, uh, we were days away from launching Mozambique. We've done all the work, we were ready, uh, and then they pulled the plug, right? Uh, but, but, you know, for our engineers, they learned a lot in the process. Uh, and that's now helping us to prep for the, for the, for the satellite uh, uh, discussions that we had. But we took a number of learnings from that. Uh, and now when the satellite part comes, we, we're willing to partner with, with, with all of them to achieve this, this goal of making sure that everybody's included. And I think the satellite technology will provide two, 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 two big opportunities. One is backhauling for mobile sites, so we can roll up more mobile sites and backhaul the traffic over the satellite. So it allows us to go to more areas. And secondly, covering those areas, uh, as you say, that, uh, you know, uh, still a lot to do uh, in terms of rural coverage. So this will, you know, uh, be able to cover uh, uh, areas like the Serengeti, which are sparsely populated and so on. So, you know, uh, it, but it does bring coverage. How do you see leadership playing a role in building a better future in Africa? I think, you know, leadership in, in, in different ways. I think as... Um, As, um, as, uh, we, as a corporate, our ability to, to play a meaningful role, to establish a social contract with each of our, uh, with each country, understanding what government's goals are, how can we complement it, and how can we bring technology to help deliver those uh, uh, solutions. And I think uh, that's where, where, where um, you know, we, we as a company need to stand up. Um, and so when there's a crisis, you need to be, Uh, and you need to be able to come with solutions and help. And, and I think as opposed to, um, I think, criticizing, but not coming with, uh, with, with solutions. So, so I think that, that, that's a key part for us as a company of how we, we, we lead and how we, we, we um, try and achieve the goals of the, country, uh, of the country. So example would be in Kenya now, we're working with government in terms of digitizing Uh, taking most government services and putting it onto the place of platform and digitizing it, or creating a, uh, a we just launched with, uh, recently a platform called the Hustler Fund, where essentially it's this concept that you can give people anything from $10 to $100 loans and, um, and, 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 and effectively starts to stimulate uh, the, 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 the SME economy. So, you know, I think like that, you have to start to bring leadership innovation. And leadership is about innovation. Leadership is about solving real-life uh, uh, problems. But most of all, you know, um, being there to help uh, and, and, and drive solutions uh, to, to, to problems that come with trying to solve. You've been working in, in leadership positions for a couple of centuries now. So what do you, it sounds like you're old, yeah, but you're not. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what... what uh, One piece of advice would you give young leaders um, to be successful in the future? I think for me, the most important thing is you've got to be passionate about what you do. You've got to love what you do. And you've got to be motivated. So you've got to come to work with that passion. Uh, first and secondly, I think that the big thing is, um, is, is bringing to bear new ideas into whatever you've been asked to do. Um, and, and, and the third one, most important is hard work. You've got to put in the time. Mm -hmm. uh, not, not just work hard, but you've got to work smart as well. But 
you know, my mom always used to say, hard work never killed anyone. Um, and that, 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 that was, a, a, you know, a, um, a, an important factor. But I think also, um, for me, if you're asked to do a, 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 a B, C, do A, B, C, N, X, Y, and Z. And I think if you're constantly looking at how can you improve whatever the task is that you're doing, are you cooperating with other departments, uh, and so on, that, that starts to stand up. And if you're bringing uh, and you're showing innovation in your role and so on, it's very hard for for um, a good manager to to not see your potential and give you the opportunity. Let's start our quick fire round. Quick fire round. Sure. Cricket or soccer? Soccer. <laughs> Swimming or golf? Swimming. <laughs> and this is a hard one for for when I think about Cape Town. Actually, ocean or mountains? Ocean. Or, or in the case of Cape Town, both. Both, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's what I say, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And Shamil, you also do like swimming as of your relaxing a little bit, as my understanding, is this correct? So would you, for, for your own, like just to say, hey, I need to rest a little bit from Vodacom, is this the piece you go like swimming every week or every day? I meet with my, actually, I meet up with my school <laughs> friends and we go swimming on the side. Ah, oh, great, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sounds like fun, very good. Well, thank you, Shamel, for joining us today and sharing your insights on building a better future in Africa with technology, Vodacom and leadership. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Thank you, Christian. Thank, thank you. Nice being on the show. Those are essential points to keep in mind. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues. You can find us on all major podcast platforms and don't forget to follow us on social media for updates on future episodes. Until next time, keep connecting for a better future. Take care and all the best. Your podcast hosts, Andre and Christian.